This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. And the title of my sermon is Agape Love. So Agape Love, and that's the, the God kind of love. And, uh, you know, you probably know this, but God, God is love. And, you know, when you receive Jesus, you receive the love of God on the inside of you. Amen. And I like 1 John 4, 7. Um, It says, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God. And everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. Amen. So how, how can you determine if somebody is saved? They have a relationship with God. You, you, you only can determine it by how much love they walk in. Amen. We don't, we're not supposed to be acting like the world. Amen. We're not supposed to be you know, doing all the mean things that the world does. We don't act like the world. Amen. No, we act like Jesus. We look like Jesus. I, I like what, uh, what uh, the new commandment in, in the New Testament, when Jesus was walking with his disciples in John 13, 34, and 35, Jesus speaks to his disciples, and it's at the end of his ministry, at the end of about three years of, 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 of walking with him. And, you know, they had interpersonal conflict in that group at times. Did you know that? John and Peter, and sometimes we can have interpersonal conflict, but God doesn't want that happening in our lives. He wants us, you know, he wants us getting our conflicts fixed. Amen. And here uh, Jesus says, you know, a new commandment I give you, a new commandment that you loathe one. Uh, no, that you love one another. Amen. As I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this, all will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. So. We, we're discovering here that uh, the acid test of knowing God is walking in the love of God. And we also discover here what Jesus is saying, that if you're walking in the love of God, that proves out that you are a disciple of Jesus. Somebody say, walk in love. And then we know the greatest commandment in the law, and this is... You know, you have the Ten Commandments. How many people know the Ten Commandments out here? I don't really know them all by heart, but I, I can probably quote most of them. And, um, and we know it has to do with dealing with, with God. Part of the commandments is dealing with our relationship with God. And part of the commandments is dealing with our relationship with people. And so, so here, uh, there was uh, Matthew 22. Uh, this person says, Teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? And Jesus said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. And the second is like it, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law of the prophets. I love this. So, so what, what Jesus is saying is, Jesus is saying, yes, the Ten Commandments good. We need to try to obey those. But really, the two commandments are the greatest commandments. It hangs all the law, and that's loving God, amen, and loving people. And I'm going to say this. When we love God and love people, 
It will take the selfishness I'm preaching today, the self-centeredness I'm preaching today out of our equation. Or, or am I talking to anybody today? And so we, we need to get that, you know, that, that selfishness out. We need to get that self-centeredness out because it's not all about us. Say it's not all, look at your name and say it's not all about you. Oh, that might, say it nice, say it nice. So it's not all about us. It's, it's about the kingdom of God. It's about building the kingdom of God and we build the kingdom of God by love. Love is the kingdom. You know, it says in Psalms uh, 133, it talks about unity. Talking about unity being like oil on, on Aaron's head, r- coming down, you know, uh, off his beard and off his body. And that oil is representative of the Holy Spirit. And I don't know about you, but, but I want to be drenched in the Holy Spirit. I want the Holy Spirit to be upon me. All the time. I, I, I got to have his presence on me. And his presence, it, 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 it comes in through us walking in love and unity. And in Psalms 133, it says unity. Where unity is among the brethren, there's the commanded blessing. The commanded bless a commanded blessing. Think about that. So when we're walking in unity with God the Father... Doing everything we know to please him. And we're walking in unity with other people. Doing everything we can to, to be a blessing to others. Then God's grace is going to be in our, in our lives. You know, it was interesting because, you know, I'm kind of a perfectionist. I, I like everything. Any, any perfectionist out here, you like things done right. You know, you know, you just like things done right. But, you know, we live in a world where everything's not done right. Where there people make mistakes, where things aren't always perfect because we're not in heaven yet. So, 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 so you got to make some allowances that there's going to be things that's going to happen that's not going to work out at times. Amen. And, and that's where patience have to come in. You got to have that patience undergirding your love. Because if you don't have patience, you lose your patience, you're in trouble. You lose your head. You don't want to lose your head over every little thing that happens. Amen. You don't want to, you don't want to lose it over that. No, no. You want to learn to, to, to control yourselves. Amen. And so I was at Starbucks the other day. And uh, I was uh, you know, ordering a, a Vente. I don't know why they have. They have special names for everything. You got the tall. You got the grande. You know, you got the Vente. No, the Trenta. I ordered the Trenta, which is the biggest uh, drink that you can buy, and it was iced coffee. I always ordered the iced coffee without the ice. Amen. Then I have them give me a cup of ice. Why? Because I, I maximize my, my buy. And so, so they're pulling that Trenta coffee in, in, uh, in and, and they, they only have it filled up maybe three quarters of a way, and they run out of coffee. Well, pastor likes everything done right, you know. I mean, I want my coffee, right? And she said, oh, we're out of coffee. I mean, she was trying to, she was taking that machine and trying to get every drop out of it. And she looked at me like, oh, we're, 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 we don't have enough coffee. I said, I said, don't worry about it. It's fine. Just give me a cup of ice. I'm cool with it. I'm cool. No, no worries. And she said, oh, wow. She said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to refund you your coffee and give you this free. And I said, man, love never fails. I mean, I walked out there. Yeah, I had three quarters of a cup, 
But it was all, it's all attitude. Look at your neighbor and say, it's your attitude. Yeah, it's your attitude. And your attitude will enter the room before you do. You know, people can sense attitude. People can sense when you have, have a chip on your shoulder. People can sense that. And we got to make sure that we don't allow, you know, hurts and pains to be in our life, you know, that we're holding on to things because it's going to hurt our faith. And we got to make sure, you know, you know, forgiveness, the key to forgiveness is letting go. It's just, I'm going to let this go. How many people can just let things go? When people do things to you, can you just let it go? Have you, have you ever, has your spouse ever said, just let it go? <laughs> Amen. Has the Holy Spirit ever told you, just let it go? Sometimes you just got to let it go. Just let go and let God. That, that's a famous saying, let go, let God. Why? Because if you let go, then God can work on that circumstance. God can work on that situation. God can work on it. So, so what we have to do is, so forgiveness is letting go. Look at your name and say, let go and let God. Amen. So I'm telling you, sometimes it's hard for us to let things go. Is it hard for some of us to let things go? It, sometimes we just hold on to things. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about love this weekend. You know, it's, it's interesting how, you know, I don't know, it's, I don't know if it's for men, but ladies have a good memory. They can remember everything. Ladies seem to have better memories than men. They can remember things like, do you remember when you said this to me? I, what? When? What? How? Ladies can remember. You ladies, you, you got like, like minds that are amazing. Us men, we, we can't even remember last week. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? But, women, but, 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 but sometimes you got to let things go. Yes, there, there, you know, there, there might be a problem, but let it go. Amen? And I don't want to get too far into my message today, but in Galatians 5, 13 and 14, it says, For you, brethren, have been called to liberty. We're, we're called to freedom. We don't want anything binding us up, especially unforgiveness or ought. It says, And only do not use your liberty as an opportunity for the flesh. But through love, serve one another. Notice that through love, serve one another. For all the law is fulfilled in one word, even this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. You know what? One of my favorite scriptures on love is the golden rule. Anybody ever heard of the golden rule? Uh, James calls it the royal law. And, and that golden rule is do unto others as you would have them do unto you. In other words, how you want people to treat you, you treat them. Oh, I'm preaching today. If, if you want people to, to walk in love towards you, you walk in love towards them. Amen. So, so, so what am I saying? I'm saying we want to treat people the way we want to be treated. Like if I was in, if I was that barista, that lady, that if I was that person filling up that coffee, I, w- I would want a customer like that. And maybe a couple years ago, I would say, well, I'm going to wait here until you brew some more coffee for me. You know what I'm saying? No, no, no. Thank God. Pastor's growing. Say the pa- <laughs> and you're growing. Amen. And we're growing out of some of these areas where we get upset real easy. I remember my brother John got a book, Don't Sweat the Small Stuff. 
I don't know if he ever, I think he read it because he doesn't sweat too much. Amen. There's an old saying, don't ever let them see you sweat. Don't ever let them see, don't sweat the small stuff. In other words, there's going to be a lot of little things that's going to happen in our lives that's going to cause us problems, but don't sweat it. Don't worry about it. Why? Because God is working out all things. Oh, I'm preaching today. For good. For good. He's working it out for good. For those that are called according to His purposes. That, that for those that love Him. He's, he's working out things for good no matter what it looks like in our life. No matter what's happening in our life. God's working it out for the good. Uh, We don't want to have immature faith. Immature faith, man, I'm going off my script today. Immature faith, uh, it's regulated on what's happening around us. It regulates our attitude and what's happening around us. That's immature faith. If, if, If things aren't good happening around us, then sometimes we think that God's not with us or God doesn't love us. When things are happening that's not right around us, sometimes we can blame God for it. Or we sometimes say, God, why is this happening to me? And sometimes we have an immature uh, uh, look on God, uh, on, on God and, 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 and we think that God's you know, somehow behind the bad that's happening. God's not behind the bad. God's behind all good. All good gifts comes from God. We got to understand if bad is happening, it's either with our poor choices. I'm preaching today, or it's the devil attacking us, or it could be a combination of all things, poor choices and and the devil attacking us. So, so if bad things happen, so we don't want to determine our attitude by by all the bad things are happening, or even the good things are happening. If good things are happening, you're happy. If bad things are happening, you're sad. No, you should be happy if bad or good is happening. You should be constant in your attitude. See, listen, when I I talked about this uh, last week when I was preaching about, you know, Jesus talking to his disciples about going to the other side and then uh, to to the island. And then Jesus went down to the bow of the boat to sleep because he was tired, I guess. And then a storm came up. And then they they cried out to Jesus, Jesus, do you care that we perish? They they lost sight of the love of Jesus for them. Do you care? Do you even care about us? You're sleeping. Do you even care? They lost sight of the love of Jesus for them because they were in the storm. Can that happen for us? And then 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 I read in Acts when Peter's filled with the Holy Spirit and he gets whipped, and then he gets let out of jail, and, 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 he, and he's rejoicing because he was able to suffer. Oh, I'm preaching today. How could he rejoice by getting whipped, right? And, and, why? And he, it didn't affect his attitude. He was just thankful that he could suffer like Christ. Oh, I'm preaching today. So no matter what is happening in our lives, good or bad, we still can maintain the attitude of peace and joy in our lives. Am I preaching to anybody today? We, you have the ability to love like Jesus. You can love like Jesus. 
You know, I, I think about Stephen, and we're go we're we're teaching in the Book of Acts on Wednesday nights, and it's been a powerful it's been powerful on Wednesdays. And Stephen was the first martyr of the church, and I think about Stephen, and he was he was martyred, but he said why they were throwing stones at him, Lord, do not hold this against their account. Do not hold it. He was able to forgive those that were killing him right to the very end. Now, that's the love of God in action. Can you forgive people why they're killing you? There's a, there's a saying, you know, kill them with kindness. But I like to say, heal them with kindness. Heal them. In other words, kindness can heal people. Kindness can turn the circumstance and the situation around. Sometimes, you know, my wife and I, sometimes we get in an argument. I know you don't, you know, it's hard for you to believe that. But sometimes we do get in an argument every once in a while. Sometimes, you know, uh, things aren't going too, too, too good in Eden. <laughs> Amen. And sometimes we do get in an argument. But, you know, at times when we do get in an argument, you know, I'm prompted to go buy flowers. Why? Why? I, I, I'm trying. To, I'm trying to do something. I, I want to do something nice. I, I want to make up. I, I want to let her know. You know, even though we got an argument, you know, hopefully, you know, the, the flowers will help, and and they do. Flowers help out. Men, it might might help you out if you want to walk in love towards your spouse. Bring some flowers home. Not not when you mess. Not only when you mess up. But just do it some, sometime just out, of, just out of the blue. And then your wife's going to say, what do you want from me? <laughs> right? She's going to be saying, what do you want? What do you want me to do for you now? Amen? And so what am I talking about? We're talking about love. And love is the key. Uh, it's, it's, the, it's the key to our faith. Our faith cannot operate without love. And so, and so we're going to talk about that this morning a little bit more, but... In Romans 5, 5, because I'm going to say this, that, that we have that power, that ability to walk in the love like Jesus. We're the extension of God's love on this earth. I would say it again, you're an extension of God's love on this earth. And if what people, when, they, when people see the love of God on the inside of you, they're seeing God. When you're walking in the love of God, you are actually displaying the nature of God, which is love. And in Romans 5, 5, it says, Now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. So, so, so when, you, when you receive Christ, you receive the love of God, of the Holy Spirit on the inside of us. But even though we have the love of God, it has to be cultivated. Because it doesn't just come out Instantly and automatically, you gotta learn. You gotta learn to walk in love. What, Pastor? You mean I gotta learn to walk in love? You gotta learn to walk in love. It's not something natural. It's not some why because because we're created and and there's that there's that me uh, thing that's inside of each one of us. It's the me, myself, and I, the false trinity that I always talk about. It's what we focus on ourselves. And really, love focuses on others. Love focuses on God. Love focuses on others. And then God takes care of us. Woo, think about that. I'm telling you, it's, I, I, I'm, I'm happier when I'm serving 
then uh, I, I believe sometimes I'm happier when I'm giving out and serving than just receiving. And the Bible says it's more blessed to give than to receive. So there's four kinds of love, four kinds of love. And, uh, you know, a lot of times in the world focuses on this type of love, eros. It's where you, uh, sometimes you get the word ero- erotic or erotica. And uh, it's the romantic love, the passion love. And you know what? You know, in a marriage, you need that love. I'm, I'm preaching today. You need that romantic love. You need that. You need that in a marriage. You, you, you need that love, uh, that romance in a marriage. Ladies, can I get an amen? <laughs> amen. The men think all you need is just my, my paycheck every week. No, no, we need the romance. You know, the, the, the ladies need romance. Amen. They need that. And, and, and the whole book of the Song of Solomon is about the passion and love between a husband and a wife. Have you ever read the book of Solomon? It will make you blush. I, I, I got one. I got, I, I got this Solomon, Song of Solomon 1, 2. I'm about ready to blush reading this. I'm glad we don't have any children in here because this is like PG-13. Uh, it says here in Song of Solomon, kiss him, kiss him, kiss me with the kisses of his mouth, for your love is better than wine. Oh, my gosh, that's pretty deep. That's pretty deep. So, so, so it's, it's all in a kiss. <laughs> you know, it's all in a kiss, right? Uh, amen. So, 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 so my, what he's saying here is uh, married couples, are you kissing each other? You know, my, my mom and dad, they had a rule. You probably heard this before, but they had a rule. If they ever left the house separately, they would always kiss before they separated. They would always kiss. I, I want you to make that your rule. If you ever go out of the house, of course, you know, if it's in the morning, brush your teeth. But... Glory to God. <laughs> Amen. Get a breath, man. Amen. That's, you know. But, uh, but, but if, you, if you're going to, you know, be separating, kiss each other. You know, you know I'm telling you, yeah, I'm getting an amen with this lady over here. Bernadette saying, amen, pastor. Amen. Glory to God. Now we're talking. And so, and so you know, but, but really... Uh, kiss, amen. A, a, a kiss, and and what what God wants is He wants us having that romance. <laughs> oh my gosh, what what's that saying? Kissed and never been missed, or something like that. Amen. I remember that. That's the first thing when when Yin and I were dating, and you know I was I, I, we were dating. I was a pastor at that time, so I was trying to be straight and narrow. You know, I wasn't trying to make any moves on her. Amen, because I'm a pastor, right? And, you know, you got to be very careful. So we're dating, and, uh, you know, we were on the Ferris wheel uh, at, uh, at uh, uh, the Strawberry Festival over in Pungo. And, and, and I didn't plan it, but all of a sudden, I found myself kissing her on the Ferris wheel. And I didn't know how it happened. I just didn't know. I, it wasn't like I planned it. Like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to kiss her on the, when it gets up to the top. I'm going to plant one right on her. I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't try to, you know, set it up. Any of you guys set up your kiss with your lady? 
No, you know, it just happened. Did it just happen? It just happened, right? Amen. And it just happened. And I, you know what? And, and, and that was the day that the Lord revealed to me that Yin was going to be my wife. She, he actually just, he, he, he gave me a vision. And I saw her, and, uh, and I saw her, and it was almost like we were together all our lives. And, and, he, and he just actually just planted that in my spirit. It was like, I know I'm going to be with her the rest of my life. Glory to God. Amen. And if you're married, you're with your spouse the rest of your life. Glory to God. Amen. Let no man put us under. What God has put together. What God has put together. And God put us together. Glory to God. And I'm telling you, it hasn't always been easy. There's been some rough patches along the way. But thank God we always keep Jesus in the center. No matter how bad it gets, keep Jesus in the center of your relationship. And I'm, I'm going to say it hasn't gotten that bad, but just keep Jesus in the center. I don't want you guys thinking that we're on the brink. Amen. We're not. Amen. I'm telling you, she can't get rid of me that easy. Amen. And so the second uh, uh, kind of love, four loves, is Storgate. And that's a family love. It's developed with members of your family. And that, and that comes over time, spending time with your family. You develop a relationship with your family. And it, it's, it's a love for your family. You know, we have a love. I have a love for my family. I love my mom. I love my brothers and my sister, my, my, my blood relatives. I love them. You know, they ask me if they want to, me to do something for them. I'm going to do whatever I can for them. Why? Because, because I grew in a relationship with them. I may not always uh, agree with them. I may not always agree with what they do, but I love them because we spent time together. We grew up together. And so that's the family kind of love. That's the love that, that Mary and Martha and Lazarus had with each other. Remember, Lazarus died and, 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 and Mary and Martha loved Lazarus and wanted Jesus to heal uh, Lazarus before he passed away. And we know that Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead, right? But they had a love for one another. They, they were tight and fam, as family, and, and a church is like a family, and we should all be tight for each other. We, in other words, we're standing with each other. We're backing each other. Amen. Why? Be, because, because that's all we have is each other. Amen. The love has to be in the church. Can I get a witness in the house today? And so I like in Exodus 20, honor your father and your mother so that you may live long in this land the Lord your God is giving you. So, so that's, a, that's, that's a, a promise that you shall live a long life. So, 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 so we're supposed to honor our parents, glory to God. The third type of love is phileo love. And that's a friendship love. That's based on general warmth for one another. A, a common bond, a shared beliefs, values, and interests. Amen. That's, that's, that's the love that you have with a person that's, that's like your best friend. Amen. Now, as married couples, your spouse should be your best friend. I'm preaching today. You shouldn't have best friends outside. Your spouse needs to be your best friend. Look at your spouse and say, you're my best friend. Okay. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, you guys are saying it with a, with a snarl on your, on, underneath your... 
Amen. You're my best friend. Amen. So your spouse should be your best friend. Glory to God. Amen. And so, and so phileo love uh, in Romans 12 it says, be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love and honor giving preference to one another. So in Romans, it talks about brotherly love, that we need to be loving each other. David and Jonathan. Jonathan was the son of Saul. Jonathan looked up to David. David was his great warrior. And Jonathan made a covenant with David and, and, and said, you know, what I have is yours. And, and, and they made a covenant with each other. And, and Jonathan and David were really close. Amen. And we know years later that, that David showed kindness to Jonathan's house. Melchizedek, if I can pronounce his name. He was a cripple, but, but, but David brought him in. Why? Because of that covenant of love. A co- we need to make a covenant of love. Remember the old days that you used to have blood brothers and you would cut your a hand? Uh, we never did that, praise God, but blood brothers. I'm telling you, to the, to the very end, amen? So, so, so Jonathan and David were close, amen? Agape love. Now I want to talk to you about agape love. And agape love... It is a selfless, sacrificial love, not based on what others do for us or to us. Oh, you can tweet that. Agape love, okay, is a selfless, sacrificial love, not based on what others do for us. It's not based on what people can do for us. This love is not contingent on how nice you are to me. Or how mean you are to me. It, it, it's that, that kind of, it, it's a love that, that it, it's not contingent on that. It's based on the love of God. God loved us before we were lovely. He didn't wait until we got lovely to love us. He loved us in our unloving state. Can I preach to somebody today? And so we don't wait until somebody's nice to us to be nice to them. We walk in love anyway. Am I preaching today? And, and that agape love is, is, is giving and forgiving. Agape love is a love that gives, you know, uh, uh, that gives uh, uh, sacrificially and, and selflessly and, and that forgives. That doesn't hold on to anything that people do to us. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Uh, I like this because um, uh, it says in Ephesians 1, 7, in him we have redemption through his blood and the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. What is the pinnacle of the gospel? It's the forgiveness of our sins. If you want to think about that, think about that. Forgiveness of sins. Hallelujah. I like what it says in Hebrews 8, 12. For I will be merciful to their unrighteousness. Think about that. God is merciful when we do dumb things. God is merciful when we screw up our lives. I will be merciful to their unrighteousness. God is merciful when we break his laws. Think about that. God is merciful when we do things wrong. And their sins and their lawless deeds... I will remember no more. Think about that. This is the love of God. God is choosing not to remember our faults. Can we do the same for others? Oh, I'm preaching today. 
Can we choose not to focus on people's faults? Not to focus on our spouse's faults? Not to focus on those things? Can we choose to focus on what's good in people instead of what's bad in people? I'm preaching today. And unfortunately, the way we're designed, we have a tendency to look at the negative before we look at the positive. Is that right? We have a tendency to to see the negative. The Bible says death and life are in the power of the tongue. Notice it says death first. Think about that. Some people quote it life and death. No, it's death and life. Why? Because it's easier in this fallen world. We're in a fallen world. We're in a world that's governed by, yes, there's angels, but there's demonic powers out here trying to influence us to speak the wrong things, to say the wrong things. Are you listen, Let the meditation of my, my heart and the words of my mouth be acceptable in thy sight. And the enemy's trying to work against us. Are you listening to what I'm saying? And, and our sins are forgiven. I like what, and if you get a revelation that, that, that your sins are forgiven, you will never question God, God's love another day in your life. Because your sins are forgiven. Glory to God. In other words, God's not holding anything against you. In other words, you're accepted in the beloved. The worst pain that we can receive in our life is the pain of rejection. Nobody wants to be rejected. The pain of rejection, it hurts. It goes down deep. But, but God is not rejecting us. The Bible says that we're accepted in the beloved. When I received Christ that night, that I gave my life to the Lord on that Sunday night in that church, and I confessed being a sinner, asking Jesus to come in my heart. And when I got water baptized... And I came out of that water. I felt the, the love of God flood over me. And one of the things that I felt was that I was accepted. That I wasn't rejected. That I was chosen. Do you know you're chosen? You're a chosen generation. You know God chose you. Amen. God picked you out. You know you're adopted in the family. Do you know how special you really are to God and the plan that He has for your life? Do you have a revelation of it? Yes. Glory to God. I'm telling you, God, God has picked us out. And I'm telling you, there's 8 billion people on this planet. 8 billion. And, and they say there's only 2 billion that are saved. Oh, my Lord Jesus. That, you know, Jesus said, broad is the way that leads to destruction. And many fall into, there's many people that's going to die and go to hell. I hate to tell you, it's a fact. But narrow is the way that leads to life. And we are on that narrow path of life. Glory to God. Thank God. Thank God God didn't leave us alone. Thank God the Holy Spirit keeps working on our hearts. Thank God we can't, we can't even think about leaving God. Why? He's forgiven us. We have forgiveness and we need to be forgiving others. Romans 5, 17. For by one man's offense, death reigned through the one. Much more, those who received the abundance of grace 
and the gift of righteousness will reign in life through one Jesus Christ. Think about this. We have forgiveness of sins that equates to abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness. And that abundance of grace that God has given us through the blood of Jesus and that gift of righteousness, which means that our sins are forgiven, that causes us to rule and reign in this life. See, the devil will always tell you how bad you are. He will always accuse you. He's the accuser of the brethren. He will always try to tell you you're not measuring up. You're not good enough. You're you're, you're not measuring up to God's standard. And and he will accuse you of of being wrong. but, But God is not accusing you this morning. God is saying your sins are forgiven. Glory to God. And, and, and what, what, what if we do mess up? Well, 1 John 1, 9 says, confess your sins. Amen. If you confess your sins, he is faithful and righteous to forgive you of your sins and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. You are free this morning. You are free from, from sin, glory to God. Amen. From the penalty of sin. Hallelujah. And 2 Corinthians says this, Therefore, if anyone's in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things are passed away. That means your sins are passed away. Old things are passed Your sins, behold, all things have become new. Now, all, that means that you have a new life in Christ. Now, all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself. He's reconciled us. Through Jesus and given us the ministry of reconciliation. What is it all about? It's about unity. we got to maintain that unity in God. Glory to God. And God loved us so much that, that he loved us in our sin. He loved us in our, in our weaknesses. He loves and he continues to love us. I like what Romans 5, 8, and 10 says, but God demonstrated his own love towards us that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Think about that. Much more than having now been justified by his blood, we're justified, we shall be saved from the wrath through him. For if we were enemies when we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, much more having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. Glory to God. We were enemies. And God chose us even while we were enemies of the cross. So what am I saying to you today? I'm saying people are not your enemies. Amen. Your enemy is the devil. Now, the devil will try to use people to come against you. But we don't ever come against people. We come against the enemy. We pray for people. Glory to God. How are you going to get over a fence in your life? Pray for people. Love. Yes, love is the key. But love is praying for people, not just praying that God will exact judgment on them, but praying that God would give them mercy. And the more you pray for those that despitefully use you, the greater love will come into your heart and that hurt and that pain will leave you. Because you can't keep hating on somebody that you're praying for. If you continue to pray for those 
that, that have hurt you, you cannot continue to have hurt in your heart towards them. God will heal your heart. You need to pray for them. Amen. Some people hold on to hurts for years. This, this, this uh, preacher came to church one day and, um, and, uh, and, well, he was a new preacher and it was Brother Hagin. He, he took a church. And, and the lady came to him and she said, I need to talk to you about my relationship I have with this other lady in the church. And, um, and she did all these down, dirty things to me. I just want to let you know that she's just not a good person and all that. And, and Brother Hagin said, how long did that happen? Was that, because he was out of town, was that last week? She didn't know it was five years ago. And Brother Hagin and, and, and Brother Hagin said, five years ago? In other words, people hold on to hurts. People hold on to pain. And I'm telling you, it's not hurting them, it's hurting you. Hating on your enemies is not hurting them, it's hurting us. It's hurting what God wants to do in our life. And we got to remember this, that God loved us so much that while we were sinners, he, uh, uh, he died for us. He, he forgave us before we deserved it and we don't deserve it. We don't deserve any of God's. You know, this is what grace, grace is getting something that, that we don't deserve, which is eternal life. Mercy is getting something that we do deserve, which is hell. <laughs> so we get God's grace, we get eternal life, and we get his mercy. We don't get hell, we get heaven. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? And just that alone, and us having forgiveness of sins, should help us to move into the love of God. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to close this out with, with defining what love is. It says here, if I speak with the tongues of men of angels, but do not have love. So, so if you can, if you got spiritual giftings, but you do not have love, you got spiritual gifts. He says you become a noisy gong and a clanging cymbal. He said if you have a gift of prophecy and know all mysteries and all knowledge, and if you, if you have faith to remove all mountains, and you got faith, you can move mountains, but you don't have love, you're nothing. And if you give all your possessions to feed the poor, if you surrender your body to be burned, but do not have love, it profits nothing. When I think about that, he's saying this, that you can be martyred for God's sake, and it profits you nothing. you got the people that's running airplanes into buildings. Right? And they think they're going to get 72 virgins when they die. Are you listening to me today? And they're trying to kill people. It's not out of love. It's out of lust. Amen. And, 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 and right here, the Apostle Paul in the revelation of love, he's saying it doesn't matter what you do. If it's not motivated out of love, it will, it will mean nothing. Everything we do has to be motivated out of God's love. Everything, every action, every thought, every deed has to be motivated by God's love. If it's not motivated by God's love, it's going to count for nothing. No matter what we do. If it's not motivated out of a heart of love towards God and towards people, we won't receive too much from it. So let me, let me just clarify what love is. Love is... Uh, I'm going to go with Amplified. Love endures with patience and serenity. Love is kind and thoughtful. Love is not jealous or envious. Love does not brag and is not proud or arrogant. 
Love is not rude. Love is not self-seeking. It's not provoked nor overly sensitive and easily angered. Hallelujah. Love does not take an account of a wrong suffered or endured. In other words, you're not taking it to account. When people are doing wrong things, we're not gonna, you're not going to add up this stuff against them. Love does not rejoice in injustice, but rejoice with truth when right and truth prevail. Love bears all things regardless of what comes. Love believes all things, looking for the best in each one. Love hopes all things, remaining steadfast during difficult times. Love endures all things without weakening. Love never fails. It never fades nor ends. But as prophecies, they will pass away. As for tongues, they will cease. As for the gifts of the special knowledge, it will pass away. Now abide faith, hope, and love. These three, but the greatest of these is love. The greatest are these love. Faith is great. Hope is great. But love is the greatest. That's going to last for eternity. God is a God of love. He doesn't just have love. He's the God of love. And we're love creatures of a love God. And the only way people know that we know God is that we walk in the love of God. And to walk in the love of God, you're walking in patience. You're walking in peace. You're walking in joy. You're walking in, in all the gift, all the fruit of the Spirit that God called in self-control. You're walking in these areas. And people, once you, they see that love inside of you, it's going to change them. It's going to make them want to be what you are. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? The love of God will change people. It first changes us. And when it changes us, it will change people around us. I want to encourage you this morning. Start walking the love of God. Start looking at God and loving Him and looking at people as extensions of, 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 of God, who God is. Jesus said, what you've done to the least of these, you've done unto me, brethren. So how we treat people is how we treat God. And I want to encourage you to treat people with love and respect and honor. And when we do that, we're going to always see the grace and the mercy of God on our lives. Did you receive it today? Let's bow our heads in prayer. Father, I just thank you for your mercies and your goodness today. And I thank you that your love is shed abroad in each one of our hearts. And I thank you, Father God. That you're helping us, Father God, to walk in the, love, in the love of God towards you and towards others. Perhaps you're here in the audience or perhaps you're watching online and, and you know it's, it's time to get the love of God on the inside of you. There's areas in your life that need to be healed. Well, well the Bible says today is a day of salvation. Today is a day to receive Christ. And if you're ready for a healing in your life, you're ready for a, uh, a new leaf in life then just pray this prayer and mean in your heart. Say, dear God, I believe Jesus, you died on the cross for my sins. I believe you were raised from the dead for my justification. Today, I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for saving me. And Heavenly Father, fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. We thank you for listening to this message. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org.